The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'd like to talk a little bit about how um, compassion uh, is an important part of renunciation. And compassion is what arises uh, naturally when we deeply connect with suffering, either our own suffering or the suffering of others. We just want to help. Um, you see a child falls down, you don't think, um, you know, I'm, um, well, maybe I should help. You know, you just naturally connect with that and, and you want to help. Um, renunciation itself involves both a feeling of loss and a feeling of lightness or joy. Uh, because we're holding on to something. You know, that's what, what we're renouncing, because we're actually holding on. The process of holding on is, is a clinging, a tightening. And to let go of that, it might be momentary, just a, just a brief, like, you know, jumping into a cold pool. You sort of have to kind of let go for a moment, and you jump in. But it's very brief, right? You make the decision, you're in. Or it can be a much more, I don't know if any of you have stood by the cold pool and just go, oh, oh, am I, I going to jump, you know, and really struggled with that. So it can be a very simple, quick letting go, a little pain, a little discomfort, or kind of a big, uh, complex discomfort. Um, and and when we're, it, so, so what we're doing is we're acknowledging the fact that when we let go, there can be pain. And when we have pain in letting go, uh, it's very important not to judge ourselves. You know, it's like, God, look how tight, you know, you're, you're a cheapskate or you're stingy with your time or you're, you know, but really to acknowledge the fact that when we are, need to let go, we're actually in the process of suffering. Um, Stephen Cope said, um, most of the stages of spiritual practice are stages of grief work. Now, I don't know if, if uh, I agree with it 100%, but there's a certain quality of that, of that, you know, when we let go, there is that, that losing, that's something we lose. Um, if we're not aware of, the, of what we lose or that, the fact that that clinging, uh, if that there's some a certain aspect of painfulness to it, uh, sometimes it can complicate uh, and get mixed in with a resistance to renouncing. And so you get something that looks like, um, I don't know if, if any of you have seen the familiar um, martyr, you know, where, you know, I've given so much to my kids all these years, I've given so much, you know, this, this quality of, you know, sure, you've given, but it's kind of very complicated. Um, and a lot of that is because, uh, you know, a real lack of acknowledging um, that the letting go has a certain aspect of pain. So um, it can get very mixed in with uh, any of the resistance to doing so. Um, or some of us might get uh, righteous. You know, I remember um, when I first became a vegetarian, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I was definitely very, had a lot of pride about it and, and felt I was better than people who ate meat. I was a teenager, so, you know, you can forgive that. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, I remember when I was, 
a few years later, you know, my, my husband um, said, okay, you know, you're, uh, he noticed that I was like full of pride around it and said, uh, okay, let's go to Jack in the Box. I want you to eat a, a burger just to see, to get over this thing of, of pride, you know, which will guarantee you stay vegetarian, of course. <laughs> um, um, so sometimes it's easy to renounce, you know, and, um, and sometimes it can be a, a very slow, difficult process. And one of the things that I really love that Sister uh, Sirap, Siripana said, uh, she said, you have two choices. You can want to do something and do it, you know, such as let's say you want to watch, you want to watch a TV show that you sort of don't think you should be watching, right? Or you can want to do it and say, no, I'm not going to do it. So those are your two choices. But if you do it, don't feel guilty. Okay? If you feel guilty, you're not going to learn anything from the situation. If you decide to do something that you sort of think you, you, know, you want to renounce, but you're not quite there, do it, but really be, be present for it so you can learn something from it. You can see what's, what's really happening inside you when you're watching this TV show. Is this something you can really get to know your mind, get to know yourself? If you're caught, caught by guilt, judgment, self-hatred, you know, the mind will just kind of turn off from any wisdom that you can get from that. And so you sort of get like what we call kind of a guilty pleasure. Um, <clears throat> what? Part of the yeah, part of the pleasure. <laughs> you know, a contracted mind like that can't reflect. It can't, it, you know, it, it doesn't really allow any wisdom to arise. Um, so it calls for compassion for ourselves when it's hard to let go. It is hard to let go sometimes. You know, we have conditioning from a whole lifetime. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes you can let go a little bit, a little bit. Uh, the other aspect of compassion I think is really important is that um, it's our compassion towards the world, uh, towards other people that can really facilitate the process of letting go. And for instance, um, you know, if, if you're about to eat a really juicy apple and you're really hungry, and then somebody's standing next to you and they're going, God, I haven't eaten for a couple of days, you know, uh, you, know, you, you, know you automatically, well, here, you know, it's not hard to give it away, you know, because you connect with that, with that other person. And in the same way, when we connect with the planet, with the world, we start making decisions uh, of letting go, maybe... Um, like parents who give up smoking, they've never been able to give up smoking, but they're going to have a baby. You know, all of a sudden, it's like, boy, it's so much easier. <laughs> you know, it's that connection. Um, you know, I've known parents who give up eating sugar for their diabetic children so they can, you know, be an example for them. Um, or we, may, you know, we might uh, give up free time for volunteering or spending money for luxuries so we can use it for uh, causes that we believe in. Uh, so, um, that, that, um, we, can, we make choices um, in our lives based on how we connect with the people around us, the people who are close to us, and the rest of the planet. And uh, renunciation uh, is about connection. It's about connection with our deepest parts of ourselves 
and it's about connection with the rest of the world. And in that connection is the joy of renunciation, the intimacy we feel with life. So, so that's, that's all I had to say. Um, I'll just end with a little quote uh, you've probably heard that I love of Ajahn Chah. Um, if you let go a little bit, you will have a little happiness. If you let go a lot, you'll have a lot of happiness. And if you let go completely, you'll be completely happy. So, um, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to do an um, uh, uh, exercise, another, um, we'll go with triads again. Uh, so three people. And um, what we're going to do is discuss um, what would be something useful for you to let go of and how to go about it. So what we'll do is with three people, each person will, will bring up something that they think would be helpful to let go of and talk for about five minutes discussing, well, how, how might you approach that? And then the next person will talk about what they have and then the next person. And then afterwards, we'll kind of have an open discussion among the group. So um, is that clear? Okay, great. And so uh, find two other people. And so there's groups of three. And anybody who doesn't have anybody to stay in the center and, uh, and will arrange for something. What? Uh, oh, yeah, we'll do about, you know, um, I'm not, should we ring a bell every you, five minutes? Either they have to monitor themselves or you ring a bell. Um, you know, I'd rather you monitor yourselves. So, you know, aim for about five minutes, you know, each so you have time. And I'll sort of give you a warning at about the 15-minute mark, which will give you, you know, uh, time to have open discussion if you haven't done it yet. Okay. Um, so we'd like to hear from you uh, a little bit about the things that came up in your discussion. Um, so if anybody would like to share, I would like to use the mic this time. Uh, so can I give it to you to pass it around? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Judy. So um, I think with my group, uh, I'm speaking for others a little, and, uh, but in a general way, I, I think we were talking a lot about compassion, ultimately. You know, we sort of started out talking about the specific things we wanted to be working on, but um, came back to the fact that compassion seemed to be a large factor in letting go, being able to let go. So. So do you, do you want to share any example? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
you know, at, th at this point, since it's kind of the end of the, towards the end of the day here, feel free if you have any other uh, questions, comments on, uh, on, you know, renunciation as a whole. You don't have to stay with uh, the question itself. So you can be a little more flexible. Jim. Skipping ahead five months to, <laughs> <laughs> to resolve or determination, um, there, there seems to be some maybe complementary difference between um, letting go of some things you let go of, but with resolve it seems like staying with or I don't not exactly holding on to, but how would you differentiate between um, renunciation, you know, kind of how, how the distinguishing between what might be renounced and what might be um, held to through resolve? Um, well, you know, I think that um, determination sometimes takes a lot of resolve. Uh, you know, especially renunciation, it's, it's sort of easy, you know, uh, I'm attached to my, uh, to this piece of jewelry, I'm going to give it away, it's done. That doesn't take any, you know, you, you renounce it, it's, it's out of your life. But to do something like uh, renouncing gossiping, you have to have resolve to keep coming back to renouncing it each time you're, you're seduced to, uh, to have gossip. You know, and that's the beautiful way that all the parmis really uh, kind of seem to tie in together, you know. Um, uh, so the resolve, um, the resolve requires renunciation. For instance, if we resolve to uh, meditate every day, um, you know, we, have, we might have to renounce, you know, staying in bed when we feel like it. You know, so in some ways, they, you know, they work hand in hand. Um. Yes. Something about the exercise of going from what would be skillful or useful to let go of to the solution um, felt like there was a lot of blind spots because what I'm letting go of is something that I've really conditioned very well. And so coming up with a solution is, I almost felt like when I was describing my solution, um, I was completely just not seeing a whole perspective of the story because it was my story that I was at, framed in, in my language and I just couldn't really see it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it very well now, but, um, just seeing parts of myself that I've really that I've created that I don't know how to let go of because I've resisted letting go of them while I've been creating them. Yeah. And now I'm trying to figure out how to let go of them and I don't see it. Yeah. You know, what one of the words you know, and again without knowing the specifics, you know, it's a little bit hard to say. But one um, of the uh, concepts that that I find really helpful is the idea of inclining in a direction. You know, that's sort of a place where I came to myself, you know, it's like, okay, I realize I have to let go of this, 
how do I let go? Let go already. You know, it's not happening, you know. And, and so what I saw that just by, you know, the, the awareness uh, of really staying present with it, you know, and the continuity of inclining the mind in that direction over time, you know, with some of these really difficult things, uh, you know, can help us release them. And, um, you know, what's really interesting, too, is like one of the things that we find is that, you know, we might be working on one thing, you know, renouncing, you know, and it's, it's, we're struggling with it. And then something else lets go um, because of the work we're doing on one thing. Um, you know, I've often be, been surprised, you know, uh, you know I've, uh, on a retreat, you know, where something totally unexpected just kind of dropped away without any effort. Uh, so, you know, I think that's the, that's the beauty of awareness, of working with awareness. It has its, a little bit of its own timetable, you know. And so if we bring our, our awareness to it to really see it, you know. So if it's an area that's, you know, like the example, if there's something we're very hooked into doing, you know, very addicted to it, you know, when we do it, you know, instead of turning away from it, turning, turning towards it. In that regard, uh, your question contained the answer, because the, the answer was, um, uh, in order to let go well, you have to understand where you're blind. So nobody else had any plans to let go of anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like so here. So my question would be, is it sometimes easier to, instead of focusing on what you're trying to renounce, focus on the thing that would be there if you were to renounce? Because I'm thinking if you're unwilling to, say, let go of some hurt or loss, because if you do, then what's left? Is it better to, instead of focusing on that, focusing on what would be there if you gave up or if you let go of that? And, and then after the new thing is there, that you don't even have to renounce? Is that one possibility? Well, it can be really skillful to, to be inspired by what we get when we let go of something. So that can be very helpful. Uh, it's not the... Um, so, but I missed the very last thing you said. You said you may not have to renounce something. I, I didn't quite get Right, it. so if... Um, I'm trying to think of something that's not too personal. Uh, let's say somebody breaks into your house and steals your TV. Right? And if you want to cling to the loss of your TV and you say, oh, it's okay that somebody stole my TV and they broke into my house and, you know, then you don't have a TV and, you know, you get to, you let go of your um, being offended that somebody's broke into your house. But if you go out and you buy yourself a big jumbo screen TV and, and then it, you don't have to hold on to that hurt that somebody broke into your house. It kind of just falls away on its own because you've gone beyond. Right, but you may have been bypassing. You you know, the thing is, is that the hurt, you don't want to bypass when we we feel hurt. 
you know, so, and when we feel hurt and lost, because yet yeah, then we can overcompensate, and, you know, yes, you buy the 60-inch the whatever, you know, <laughs> and uh, it kind of, um, you know, dulls the pain, right, you know, and you can get excited about it and all that, but really that, that hurt underneath, that uh, breach of trust, uh, you know, that, that's, that simmers if it's unseen, so... Yeah, but I think the point was, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be better to focus on what you'll get if you give up the other thing. For example, in our group, somebody said she would like to not read so much because if she didn't read so much, then she would have time for meditation. So if you focus on, oh boy, I'm going to be able to meditate every day because I'm not reading so much, you don't feel the loss because it's a gain. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, so it can be very helpful to look at what inspires us, you know, or inspiration to letting go, yes. One more, if there's any more. Yes. I liked what you said earlier, uh, Inez, that uh, renunciation involves lightness and loss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And right in front of you, Peter had a, his hand up. Well, one fair, this will be the last one. Mm. So um, for me and some of the other people in this room, uh, there's a relationship between renunciation and and these issues that we have in our life, um, typically uh, categorized as uh, having too much stuff, especially paper or things like that, or in the extreme case, hoarding. And then the other aspect of it is procrastination. Now, these are somewhat complex behaviors, actually. And the role renunciation plays, at least in, some, in, the, in the case of having too much stuff, well, there's getting rid of it. But also, there's a matter of, in both cases, it involves some action that you're not doing that would be beneficial. And frequently, there's a mechanism of you do other things instead. And so renunciation involves not doing those things instead and then doing the unpleasant thing in its place because it'll be more beneficial to you. Now, I don't want to make a big, long discussion out of this, but I thought I should bring it up because, because it's an issue for some of the people in this room, especially myself, and, there's, and there's, this has bearing on it, this topic. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, you know, when we have to let go, that can be unpleasant. That can be definitely unpleasant. And, and that's the thing that mindfulness does, is increases our capacity to be with the unpleasant. To, uh, so we became much more able to experience those unpleasant moments. Uh, without, uh, you know, going into this for a long time. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, is, is, is that okay for now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, was it one, one? Okay, go ahead. One more, one more real quick. And then we'll, we'll definitely end this time. Ding. <laughs> I think that was a fantastic thought. 
uh, don't look at the loss, but look at the gain. Because we're actually controlling the look at the loss. So if we just let go of a thought, and then of an unwholesome thought, you know, because what we're letting go of really is something that we really don't want. You know, uh, even if it's I don't want to let go of it, you know, you look at that, you just let go of that and look at the game. A simple thing, one of the things that we came up with was I would like to let go of the amount of time I spend on the computer. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And I, and, you know, and I thought, well, maybe I'd try to cut it down just every day. <laughs> and I just got back from a retreat where I hadn't looked at it for two weeks. And then I thought, well, maybe I'd just look at it every other day. <laughs> you know, and then that way, you know, I, I just cut 50%, or maybe not quite 50, because i got to make up on that other day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if I, and I keep looking at the loss, yeah, but what am I going to miss on that? Well, you know, but I was gone two weeks. Oh, you know, what I'm looking at is this thought. Just let go of the thought and look at the game. I really connect with that. Bing, thank you very much. Great. All right, so thank you. So um, I'm going to let uh, Gil finish up. So um, <clears throat> the world of the Paramis is uh, kind of a special world. And uh, so special that maybe some people would consider to be sacred. Uh, compassion is one of the, in the relational world that we live in, one of the most beautiful and necessary and important movements uh, that supports people, our planet, ourselves. And a world without compassion would be a world that's probably not worth living in. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And liberation is held up as being sacred. The possibility of being liberated from our own suffering goes hand in hand with compassion because the idea of compassion is to alleviate suffering and to know that it's possible to get down deep down into the very roots of our psychology into the roots of our heart and uproot the very deepest conditions and causes for suffering um, and, to, and to really experience and know that or intuit that is a beautiful, beautiful thing and to have be part of a world, a practice, a community of people who are devoted to that is beautiful. And these paramis are these ten virtues, these ten, ten qualities of character that are also, when they're well-developed, are beautiful qualities in people um, and uh, inspiring to see it in other people, inspiring to be able to live it, and are meant to open up this, world, this sacred world, open up this special world that's very different from the world that, you know, that uh, many people encounter in their everyday life where it's struggle to just get by. And... and um, and so in, so in this, renunciation is a part, important part of it. And to see it, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to see renunciation as being more than just deprivation. But um, uh, if you remember that one of the sim similar words in English is sacrifice. And the sacrifice in Latin means to make sacred. And so it's not, as it's, we've said a number of times today, it's not just a matter of what you're renouncing. In Buddhism, it has a lot to do with what you're gained. And uh, you're meant to gain something quite beautiful from this process. You're not supposed to be a, a deprived person. 
and by being a Buddhist, you're, hopefully your world, your life will become richer, more meaningful for everyone concerned. And so renunciation is a part of this really beautiful movements, the beautiful possibility, potential that resides in all of us. And so I hope that this day of reflecting on, res- on renunciation has kind of hinted or pointed you towards that beauty and that uh, value that it has, and that by, by having been here today, you have a greater appreciation of uh, what renunciation is and its value and its beauty, something inspiring to see. And, um, and um, I hope that during the course of this month that uh, you will look for beautiful opportunities to benefit from letting go, from resolving on renunciation. Next month the topic is wisdom, and, and maybe because you need to have a lot of wisdom to renounce well. And uh, wisdom supports renunciation. And, uh, and the following month after that is effort. And that's a lot easier to make effort if you've learned to renounce what stands in the way of our efforts, our endeavors. <clears throat> so it's not just a matter of letting go, it's also a matter of picking up. And the effort partly involves what you, what you pick up that's useful for you and for the world. So our next class is um, on this Friday, December 3rd, and on November 21st, Sunday afternoon, at what time? One thirty. Inez will have her discussion group that explores this further. And um, there is a handout today of the homework and the, refl- and the reflect- reflections and quotes. They're also on- online. And um, I guess that these talks are also online this, these days. And then uh, I'm trying to, every Sunday, the Sunday after our Dharma practice days, here at IMC to give a talk on the parami we covered on that Friday. So um, I've done it so far. I think I gave an introductory talk before we started the Parami class series, and then I did one for each of the two previous ones. So if all goes according to plan, according to what the boss says you're supposed to do, <laughs> then this Sunday I'll give a talk on renunciation. <clears throat> and, uh, so some of you might want to listen to these talks. Uh, it's a kind of way of augmenting this. And there's, there's all kinds of ways, in whatever way you can, to kind of let this, the theme of the month kind of seep into your life and inform your life and challenge your life and let it be part of the background reflection and it's a great way to make it come more alive. So thank you so much for today and uh, it would be helpful if we have about seven people stay behind and help tidy the place up for about ten minutes. Um, and I think you're the manager, Martha? Yes. And so do we have seven people who can... So one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, great. Thank you very much, everyone.